Today's episode of InVibe Life Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I think that's something that can be really special and helpful to think of is like when I let my light shine and I show you, Hey, it's safe for you to shine. And not only is it safe, but like, I want you to shine and we can, you know, that there's that ripple effect of support that comes from that. And also remembering that we, we aren't all starting at the same place. And so we, if we have something to give, to give it. And if someone maybe needs a hand lent out to be the source of that love and help someone rise. to InVibe Life Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us on our journey to live more InVibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at InVibeLife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E. L-I-F-E dot com. We're grateful that you're here. Hello and welcome to the In Vibe Life Conversations podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. We're joined today by Taylor Ellison. Many of you in Austin are going to recognize Taylor as the co-host of We Are Austin, the co-creator of Austin After Hours, all on our local CBS station in Austin. But something that Cheryl and I have gotten to know as we've gotten to know Taylor is she is also an advocate of living a wellness lifestyle or living, as we like to say, in vibe. So we are super excited to start this conversation and to get to know Taylor a little more and to talk about what living in vibe means to her. So thank you, Taylor, for being here and joining us this morning. Well, thank you so much for having me. Not only am I grateful to be with you, but I'm honored to be considered living the Invive life. Yay! That is a good life. <laughs> one I will happily take. Uh, I also feel like I've just got to set the stage here. I am burning what has become my favorite candle that I got at y'all's Nourish Retreat from the lovely ladies at Shock Therapy. I mean, we yes, summer night. Which one is it? It's sensual and it's called summer nights. And I didn't even, when I bought it, I literally told her, I was like, this smells very sensual. And she was like, well, yeah, that's, that's on the candle. I just said that. I just literally thought it smelled sensual. Well, it was good to know that I like, I had my sense down, that's but I got Cheryl West is one of our favorite people we've met in a long time. She's just great. Totally. She is so special. And I was so grateful to meet her at y'all's amazing nourish retreat, which I'm still uh, enjoying and distilling some of the awesome messages that came that day, but it's lovely to be with you guys. Real talk though. Uh, like who has sweatpants on below the camera? Cause I definitely do. <laughs> I'm wearing hole in jeans, but I have on my Ugg slippers uh -huh. almost every single time we're sitting here doing anything. Yeah. I have some big wide loose pants that are super comfy and Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that is why we just have gratitude for Zoom because it's just <laughs> up. And I mean, you guys both have me beat because I do not have shoes on at all. I'm living that barefoot life <laughs> and I'm loving it. I, I totally agree. I think it's awesome. There was that little window when quarantine very first started and I was doing a ton of Zoom stuff and I was like, I don't really want to put on makeup. Yes. And I ha- I felt like I had to because it made me feel better. You know, it's like, put it on because you're seeing yourself all day long. Mm-hmm. Here's now though, I feel like I wear the exact same thing every day. And I don't know if it's just because my surroundings are so much the same every day and I'll even buy a new t-shirt or a new sweater or something. And I still walk into my closet <laughs> every morning and think I'm putting on the same thing I wear every Welcome day. To my life. <laughs> I completely understand that the quarantine uniform is just a go-to and that makes complete sense. But let me tell you, I tried putting on like pants with a real button and zipper the other day. I was not having it. My body was like rejecting. It was like, no, this is too tight. There are seams in these pants not happening. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for the last 17 years, I've been wearing only spandex. (laughs) studio. And so now a couple days a week, I have to put on real clothes. It keeps me in check. Yeah. It does feel like a different way to go about your day. That's for sure. So I have a question. We see you (laughs) putting yourself out there and interviewing these people. And I feel like now more than ever, newscasters, new media, uh, or news media, all of that is kind of being attacked a little bit as far as constantly putting out fear and, you know, driving things in a negative and always telling the bad stories, but you don't do that. I feel like you really look for the positive and put the positive out there. Have you noticed what I'm saying as far as like maybe newscasters are getting a bad rap or that some are going towards the more negative? And are you making a conscious effort to not do that? Interesting. Great question. I got to tell you, it's fun. Like being in the hot seat, the roles have reversed here today. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't ask the questions. Okay. It's actually quite hard to be in this seat. Right? Maybe I shouldn't say hard. It's just not as natural for me. How about that? Um, I feel like the answer to your question has a couple of different layers. So I'll just dive in and then you guys tell me when to stop talking because that's usually the biggest problem. (laughs) But the first thing that comes to mind is that I'm in a unique position. Our show is a lifestyle show. And so we do have a, a different type of content that we're sharing. And it's also been really, uh, it's been a special experience and one that I have not taken lightly over the last year is the opportunity to come into people's homes in the morning, try to bring some light and levity amid all that is going on. And, and knowing that we have an opportunity to connect with people and share joy and cultivate joy. And, and that doesn't mean disregard all that's going on in the world. It's just also honoring that there might be a, a window in your day where this news also might help juxtapose some of the things that you are uh, being exposed to. And so, you know, I'm grateful for all of our outlets and people providing important information, vital information. And then I also have always thought it, it's interesting and I uh, feel very fortunate to be in a role where we get to share Austin and unite people around Austin. and. In particular, even like uh, with my late night show, that was the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? 
the common thread through that was to share inspiring stories and share stories of people going after their dreams or uh, moving past fear or overcoming adversity in hopes that anyone watching would see, well, you know, if they can do it, I can do it too. Or at least I could try and just kind of plant those seeds of, well, I wonder what that might look like in my own life. And so that's kind of how I feel about all of it is that our conversations that happen in a moment or in a show, we never know what seeds are planted from them. So if we can show up every day and try to uh, be a, you know, a bright light or some spark, some sense of uh, positive emotion, then, you know, that was, that was an hour well spent, but it, um, so I hope that answers that one part of your question. And then the other thing you asked is if I think about stuff like, or, or how do I think about it? And the truth is I, my goal is to be living with as much intention in every facet of my life as possible. And so trying to be thoughtful, really intentional living. And, and that starts the moment I wake up. That's not just in television. You know, that's how I'm spending my days, my hours, what words are coming out of my mouth, what energy am I emitting out into the world around me? And so I would like to say, yes, I am. <laughs> I do think about things simply because that's what I am trying to do. Well, and I think both of those answers tie together because if you're starting each broadcast each day with an intention, that is what you're putting into the world. And you Mm -hmm. never know where that's going to go or how it's going to be led. If it's coming from the right place that we would think is a divine place or a Mm -hmm. spiritual place, then it is exactly what you're supposed to be doing, Mm -hmm. even if you don't understand why. Well, I like what you just mentioned about um, the divine, because it's definitely a big part of my life. And because the largest percentage of my day is spent interviewing other people and in conversation, uh, one way that I kind of get centered and into alignment before I start any conversation is I, you know, I do some breathing, I check in with myself, just kind of feel where I am, get rooted here. And then I, I ask myself, how would you talk to God? And then that's the framework I try to go into that conversation with is because each of us are this embodiment of divinity, right? Or at least in my belief system. And so I'm like, how would, if you were pushing admit on a waiting room to God, how would you talk right now? (laughs) And and that's how I try to approach each conversation so that uh, there is a level of honoring what anybody's bringing to the table that day, whether I agree with it or whether it's my area of interest, it's somebody's somebody is interested in it and it's your love language. It's your passion. Even if it's not my passion, just honoring that energy that you're bringing into the conversation from your side of, well, the zoom room now, but you, so that is, um, that's been a really centering exercise for me. That's huge. Well, that just changed in Bible life conversation. (laughs) (laughs) We're totally, we do try to start with intention (laughs) and we, sometimes we don't have one now burn one of my Cheryl's candles. Oh yes. Um, We're starting, we've been doing opening the throat chakra and that intention. When we start, we have a different candle with intention burning in the room now also, but how would you talk to God? How would you talk I to God? I love that. So have you always known you wanted to go into broadcasting? Where did your journey begin? Well, that's a circuitous one. How much time do you have? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, I have always loved talking to people and that is one of my love languages is connecting with people and having hopefully conversations of substance and sharing time 
and relating over our shared humanity. And, and so that has always been a facet of my life to one extent. I want to backtrack for a second on a, the last topic we were talking on, uh, just to give a little frame of reference and a resource that you or your listeners might enjoy that question. How would I talk to God? The impetus for that came after I read the book conversations with God. Have y'all read that? I haven't read it, but I it's, know that, uh, reading is my favorite. I mean, I basically live, I used to live at the library. Uh, the second floor of book people, conveniently, the self-help section is where I spent many a days, but that book really triggered that in me is like seeing everything as an aspect of the divine and how can I translate that into day-to-day conversations. And so I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that because the book inspired that, but it also could be a good resource for um, y'all or anyone listening who might. We'll, we'll link it in our show notes yeah. too for cool. anyone who wants to find cool. it. That's great. Um, but yes, so the, the, the television aspect is one expression of the things I love. And, you know, we can change so many times over the course of our life and there are many outlets to express, but a something that I have always connected with and desired to be a part of is facilitating conversations in this way. And, um, you know, probably since a young age, the talking has been a big part of my life. Teachers could tell you that parents could tell you that. Uh, and in high school, I was, uh, one of our, our, news anchors for chaos. If there, you know, any maroons out there loyal forever. And that was, um, you know, something I enjoyed immensely. And I'm always looking for the intersection of what is bringing me joy and then what is in service to the world and where can I help others find joy? And then where those meet, like in the little Venn diagram where the overlap happens, that's what I try to tap into. And so I have, uh, it is such a source of happiness for me to get to try to connect with people and cultivate joy for them. And then I also, you know, hope to believe that often those conversations can do that for other people. And so when we really tap into what energizes us and then also be in service. So that's kind of where the love of TV and and broadcast and truly videos. I mean, since I was 16 years old, actually I was 15, I took a video camera everywhere, would make videos all the time. Also against my better judgment, by the way, 15 year olds, we don't need to document any of that. Like, what were we thinking? thank God we didn't have social media then, but, um, that, so it's funny when you look back and you start to connect the dots that at the time were just seemingly random. And so, but I didn't, I didn't go to school for broadcast or I didn't graduate with a degree in broadcast. And so I kind of took a, a meandering less than typical route, but truly I'm really grateful for it because, all the experiences that led to this point have informed and enriched my understanding of people in the world around me. And I think it's important to remember, we don't have to take this like straight line, straight path. That's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love efficiency and I'm all for A to B, but sometimes it's like A, C, D, nine, five equal sign. B. So. <laughs> awesome. One of the things too, that I think I've kind of heard you saying, or I think that you embody is, you know, you come in with the intention of how do we talk to God, right? Mm-hmm. Or what am I going to say? Realizing and putting in your awareness that the person in front of you has that spirit within them. Mm-hmm. But I think the other piece of that is that also means we have to accept that it's in us. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Do you ask that same question when you're speaking to yourself? Yeah. Oh, so and beautiful. I yes. Think that you embody that with the 
when you talked about the circle diagram and where they all meet in the middle and that joy piece right there, you know, Mm -hmm. you found your inner joy in your inner peace in order to recognize it Mm -hmm. in others and pull it out and bring it out. And I think that's a gift you have is, Mm -hmm. is drawing that out of people, you know, just from watching your stuff. It's just, if you want to watch it, because you're, mm-hmm. you're happy, you draw it out in the others, they become happy. Even if it's not a topic that I'm interested in, I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know? That means so much. Thank you. So, I mean, truly that's, I can't imagine a kinder compliment and one that is uh, so sincerely felt and received. I am receiving that fully. <laughs> Thank oh. you. That really is so, so special. And, uh, you know, the conversation Cheryl and I were having right before five minutes before (laughs) you came into our zoom room (laughs) was about receiving. Yeah. Really? Seriously. Yes. We'll look at our angels just in commune, just giving us those little synchronicities. I love that. Um, yeah, to that point, I, I feel so grateful for, um, the, yes, the level of self-acceptance and self-love that I have been able to tap into in my life. And I have been keenly aware since a young child that a huge part of that is the environment my parents created as I was growing up. I was told and, um, supported, fostered to be myself, love myself, whatever that looked like. And there was, um, this real, there was just an environment where I was really encouraged to express myself. I mean, you should see the things I wore as a child. (laughs) And I mean, I can't believe they let me out of the house, but you know, I've always been very aware of how impactful that was. And I do feel a sense of kind of, I have all this love in me that I want to pour out into the world in a way that is, is like you said, like sharing the things that I know and also finding balance because you can overpour and your cup can get super empty. And so that's been a big part, I would say, of my adult life is finding that balance and remembering um, what is and is not my responsibility. And, and really what's most important is that we cultivate our own health, our own peace, and then we let our light shine so that we're showing others what it looks like to shine. Right. And it's similar, but different, but it reminds me of one of my favorite analogies or sayings or whatever. And I'm going to totally butcher it because this is like my 90th zoom of the day. (laughs) So brain is mush, but just that expression about, um, a flame, you know, a flame, when a lights, a candle, the flame doesn't go out. When we light another, we don't lose our light. We're just spreading the light. And I think that's something that can be really special and helpful to think of is like when I let my light shine and I show you, Hey, it's safe for you to shine. And not only is it safe, but like, I want you to shine and we can, you know, that there's that ripple effect of support that comes from that. And also remembering that we, we aren't all starting at the same place. And so we, if we have something to give, to give it. And if someone maybe needs a hand lent out to be the source of that love and help someone rise. And so there's that, when I talk about understanding like the environment that my parents created for me and also knowing, you know, it doesn't have to be your parents, like parent figure, family, friends, their family, just what, what are you surrounding yourself with? And so that was instilled in me very early on. And so with that, I also do feel this sense of like, wow, I, I see how impactful that is. How do I help create that or just give that kind of love back into the world? Do you think joy can be a behavior that people can choose and learn? 
Good question. Um, I'm like, what is what does behavior mean again? You guys are getting technical terms on me. <laughs> All right. So I'll approach it from another way. One of our early podcasts or was, I think it was called choose joy. Um, and this is what we talked about that. It can be a conscious decision you make to move towards joy and happiness. And first of all, it's okay to give yourself permission to do that mm-hmm. and it can really change your life. And it doesn't mean you're not going to have hard times mm-hmm. at all. It's how are you going to face them and how are you going to react to them? And I think, I think this started with a premise we were talking about because a lot of our personal, just the two of us talking podcasts come from conversations we've had. That's why Mm -hmm. it's called conversations Mm -hmm. about the fact that happy people want other people to be happy. Mm -hmm. If you're happy, you're not trying to bring someone else down. You want that for others. And so, yes, if you start on your own happiness and joy, you're going to amplify that in the world because you're Mm going to bring it to other people and wish it upon other people as well. Totally. And, and that, that mindset is, is one I really subscribe to as well is that, you know, there's, there's enough success to go around. There's, there's enough love to go around. There's enough joy. Um, and to your, to the beginning of that question, it's funny. I don't even think I've mentioned this to y'all, but I have been uh, working on writing a book for the last year or two. And eventually I will move past my own walls and insecurities and get it finished. But it, is, it is all by the way. <laughs> yes. And it's actually all, it's all about that. And uh, that idea of moving towards joy and commonly, and you and I've y- y- y'all, we've kind of talked about this before, but sometimes um, or a, a common question I get is like, are you always happy? Are you always this? Are you always that? And I mean, the truth is obviously, no, we're humans. We're not supposed to be like one thing all the time. But for me, the big, where I focus my energy is how, what is the time for me to move back into love? So it's like, I get out of balance. I get out of alignment. I am angry. I let myself feel all of that. I punch pillows. I yell at the top of my lungs. You may have seen me on Mopac yelling in my car. I mean, that's a thing. And then I say, okay, what'd you say? (laughs) Thing for all of us. Yes. And then it's like, you know, how swiftly, and, and I don't even want to imply speed because it's not speed. It's just like how, what does the path back to alignment look like? And so, yes, give yourself the space to feel it all. And then also know it's in my hands to pull myself back to that place that is center, that is joy. And to know that it's, it's always in motion, right? We're on this continuum. And sometimes we're going to be able to access like deep, resounding joy. And sometimes we're going to be able to access, you know what? I got out of bed and put my shoes on today. And that's an accomplishment for me today. And so it's just going to look so many different ways in the different seasons of our life. And that's why I am a big proponent of just giving ourselves tremendous amounts of grace. And when we were talking before about what we do for ourselves, we're able to do for others. I think that's why I care so much about these topics, because when we turn inward and we go back to the root and the source, it's like, if I can give myself compassion, then I show up in the world with more compassion for you and my neighbor and my parents and the strangers. And it, we're starting in a completely different place. But if, if I have discord within me, how can I show up in the world and, and be expected to not have that too? Well, and we're all going to have some discord within us because we learn from contrast or we learn from yes what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think the key is if you can be grateful for the lessons 
even when they're really hard, understand mm-hmm. that you're receiving a lesson and then move on from that. It's again, it's how you frame the setbacks, not do you have them? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's multifaceted too, because there are, there are so many degrees of hardship and less. And so just honoring, yeah, that there are, I mean, there are so many challenging, hard things. And um, I, for me in my own life, I look at things like, what is the, what are the pearls of wisdom that I can pull from this, but also honoring that we're all coming with really different experiences. And so I would say, the part that I believe fully is in everybody's ability to rise, like I, in someone's strength and that their capacity, they every, we all have this inherent worth and potential and value. And I feel like that's what we, you know, so commonly see is everybody is so hard on themselves. And it's like, I love to remind people, like there's nothing about you that needs to change for you to already be worthy of love and self-acceptance. And like, you just are, you, you come into the world perfect. And then, yeah, we get to tweak and fine tune and we all have things we can work on, but it's not like you have to get this resume of things that make you worthy. And then I get to receive love. It's like, you you know what, if there's one thing, let's put out right now, if you're listening to this and you don't believe you can do or get through or handle something, the three of us sitting here have unwavering confidence in you. Oh, that's so beautiful. That just gave me goosebumps. And, and I love that you said that because that is the power of energy, right? It's like, sometimes we need someone else to invoke that in us and remind us of our own strength and mirror it to us. And because sometimes we're like down in the trenches, you know, and we need someone to remind us of our capacity. So Amy's heard this before, but every morning as I drop my children off at school, the last thing they hear me say as they ignore me out the door is I say, choose joy, choose joy, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because especially my youngest is like, "Ah, I want to go to school. I don't really need school. I could drop out in fifth grade and have this all right. And (laughs) And be a YouTuber. (laughs) And be a YouTuber. Hey, it's 2021. You really never know, but I'm not encouraging that. Get your degrees, everybody. He's working towards it. That's his thing. I'm like, well, you know what? You have to go to school because if you don't, they'll put mom in jail. (laughs) Right. And that's not an option, (laughs) but I do. I just, as they walk out the door, you know, I'm like, choose joy. And sometimes I get an eye roll and sometimes I get a giggle, you know, that sort of thing. But I just kind of want to instill, which I think this is the conversation we're having is Mm -hmm. that you know, there can be difficult situations and we, and sometimes we go into things and we don't want to be there and we don't want to do this and we don't want to do that, but you can make a conscious choice to find the positive, to look for the things that bring you happiness. And, you know, some days that's harder to find than Mm -hmm. others, but like you said, might be the day that guess what? I got up and put my shoes on and they've matched. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's true. Well, and I love, uh, I really appreciate and value that reminder that you give um, your kids when they get out of the car. And, and another way I kind of like to think about that too, especially with young people is, is also instilling that curiosity and that sense of freedom and initiative. And, and, you know, like with my niece, for instance, when I'm over there in the mornings and we'll kind of do like a gratitude power hour together and get amped about stuff. And then, and then I, I also enjoy the approach of like, I wonder what you'll choose today. Oh, you have so many options. I wonder what you'll choose. And then really just kind of like even that freedom to explore the contrast on their own um, can be a thing. And that's a, 
those are ideas I learned from my teacher, um, Alyssa Milhorn, who I just owe my whole of my, all the good things in my life. I'm like, always go back to Alyssa. Ours too. You're yeah, it's exactly. our, yeah. our teacher too. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a, a concept. I, I loved listening to the way she approaches those conversations too, is just that, that choice, because then it, then it's empowerment. Then, then it's coming from an empowered, oh, I chose joy and I got there on my own. And wow, that does feel good. And sometimes you have to try on all the other emotions before you get to joy. <laughs> and I, I also like that you said, uh, choose joy because that, I mean, my whole life, everything, uh, passwords, um, combinations to things. I mean, nobody, uh, nobody go try signing my email right now, please. But like, it's typically like I choose joy 2458. And you can just plant these little reminders everywhere. I have sticky pads everywhere, uh, you know, just reminding us visual cues, kind of like mantras too. And and sometimes I feel like those tools can start to feel redundant or like people just hear that a lot. But but the reason they're repeated often, or at least what's true in my own life is because they have been effective. And so, and they don't have to be these grandiose gestures, right? Like if we're forcing ourselves to do stuff in a place of rigidity, it's not as powerful or potent as when we're just letting ourselves do it. And so people often say like, do you keep a gratitude journal or whatnot? And, and the answer is yes. And I freaking love my gratitude journal and it's beautiful, but there are also days where my gratitude journal is me waking up and laying in bed for 45 minutes, just saying out loud the things I feel grateful for. And, and not it's, if that day, I don't feel like getting up and putting pen to paper, that's okay. Because the energy is still there of me taking time and quiet time without having to force myself into a certain practice when the energy that day is more me making myself do it than doing it from a place of excitement. Well, I think once you develop that relationship with the divine within yourself, then the next level is appreciating that what it wants each day is different and that's okay. Girl, you can say that again, because 2021, I feel like a different person every 30 minutes. It's like, (laughs) now I just let the day decide and the energy decide. And I don't even, I mean, I'm like a recovering type A. I used to love plans, love writing stuff down. Now it's just like, I wake up and I'm like, what do we got today, God? Because it's a wild ride. So I also have little notes all over the place and Cheryl knows this. If you're in my office, you'll see them. And one of the ones I had for over a year was dear God, thank you for change that Mm. came after a meditation. Mm. I took it down the other day. So I was like, okay, there's been a lot of it. We're like, let's just pump the brakes on the life changes in my world for a minute. Yeah. I mean, it's, even when they're good, sometimes you need a breather and they've all been good, but sometimes you need to process. Yeah. How- well, that, that goes back to just in general, you know, like in a, a, a personal cycle season level, there are seasons of our life. And that, uh, that's just a, a reminder that I love from nature. That's a reminder I love from my dad is just being really attentive to the rhythms of the earth and realizing like, you know, a rose is not blooming 365 days a year and roses have thorns. Okay. So we've all got, <laughs> we've all got a little thorn in our world and it can be, yeah, really empowering. To just give yourself that freedom to just be. And I think that that's probably what I would say is one of the, the most apt tools in my tool belt is just allowing myself to be and, and releasing expectation of what that's going to look like in a certain given point. And, and 
just to be very clear, I mean, I am, I am no expert. I am not at these things. I have not mastered any of this. This is the work of your entire life. I am a student of life. And so I'm just constantly learning and also tweaking and changing. And if there's a practice that a couple of years ago made sense to me that doesn't anymore, it's like, well, that it served its cycle. And now I, I lovingly release that without the need to like, hang on to stuff that doesn't fit anymore. And that goes for friendships, relationships, people, you know, like we don't have to make everything fit because we're not designed to stay one size or one way our whole life. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And I just think that you have saying that sentence right there might give someone the permission to be like, you know what? That's right. I, I can move on from whatever this is. that doesn't feel right anymore. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's powerful and huge. Cause I do feel like a lot, we try and force, you know, that square box into that round hole and mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> well, and thanks for saying that, you know, I definitely um, learned that through experience. <laughs> so there were some clunky years of my life. And that's why I feel so strong about that idea is I feel like in my early twenties, I went through a series of experiences where I kind of just took a step back and realized I was like, it's okay to change my mind, but I don't think anyone ever told me that it was okay to change my mind about my job, my life, my degree. And, you know, and I'm not saying it was someone else's responsibility to tell me that, but I think we, from a young age, think that like success is measured by the time it takes us to get somewhere or the, the letters behind our name or like all these things were really like, you might change your mind a million times and that's okay. And it's not, you're not starting back at square one because you have all these beautiful experiences that have come with you to get you there. And And same for me, you know, I always thought I was going to kind of go down one path that I then deviated from greatly and then had to really work through like what that said about me and what that meant. And then finally came to this place of feeling very liberated when I was like, oh, this is okay. (laughs) I'm okay that I changed my mind. And, and that's actually just a part of life. I love it. This has been such a great conversation. I feel like, you know, Amy and I both went into it going, wow, you know, we could go this way and we could talk about this and we could go this way and we could talk about that. But I feel like everything that you have said has been such a tool for our audience and a great jumping off path for people to really, you know, explore their own self-help, right. And how we can all really work towards being better people. And then it's not something that we really, there's not an end point to it. We're all working on it and we're all working on it for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so And you're a beautiful example of that. And I feel like this conversation and everything that you've put out has really embodied that. And just, I think it explains why people want to watch you. (laughs) Well, it was extremely kind. And and not only am I grateful to be here with y'all, but I'm grateful to y'all for fostering these types of conversations. And I really appreciate y'all creating this space to do that because it's just like what you just said, you know, the more conversations we have and the more you show someone, Hey, you are just lovely, just as you are. Uh, that's a ripple effect. So I love, we're just putting little drops in the love bank. Yes. I hope so. Yes. I do think we ought to, everyone knows of you as being all about Austin and in Austin, Give our listeners a couple of your favorite current Austin things to do, places to visit, maybe, you know, socially distanced, acceptable or places that are opening up now. Or what's the secret that we don't know? Oh, man. Oh, my God. We don't know anything. (laughs) That's right. We don't. 
<laughs> well, I got to think about this. You know, what's so funny about that question is like, not a lot is changing about what we're doing. I mean, like we're still doing the same things we were doing with my mom, dropping us off in a minivan in seventh grade. It's now just a hundred thousand more people are also doing it. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, we're now we're all at Barton Springs. We're all at, uh, unplugged at the Grove or RP Shady Grove actually, but you know what I'm saying? It's like the same activities. We're just getting to share it with more people, which is a really special thing. And I think it's neat to celebrate that all of these people have gravitated here for a quality of life that they saw and admired. And so how neat that we then get to try to share that. And, and this is a mild deviation to your question, but I do think it's important to mention is that, you know, the responsibility is on all of us to grow as a city in a thoughtful way. And so as we continue to change and grow, it's like, how do we preserve the character of the city that we love so much and also be an open, inclusive place that really stands by the reasons people wanted to come here in the first place? And so uh, that's kind of like what comes to mind when you ask about life in Austin. It's more it's thinking about like, oh, how do we preserve this personality, this soul of our city and, and share it in a way that is open. Um, but let me think about some, some current favorites. I'm like, what do I even do? Do I even leave my house? <laughs> I a lot of meditating? Uh, well, you know, growing up, I mean, Barton Springs was always a favorite Zilker park. I am, I love live music and patios and, you know, pre COVID I was definitely known to be on the stage at egos once or twice or thrice, <laughs> which for anyone listening that doesn't know is a karaoke bar. And I have, shut it down there more of the times than I would care to admit. Uh, I, you know, can just always be happily found eating guacamole and drinking margaritas somewhere. You know, I'm like a pretty, uh, like textbook Austin. I, I, as I say that out loud, I'm like, well, that's not very original, but it's the truth. Why why change it? (laughs) and And, and that's the other thing is like my, it wasn't until I left Austin for a few years that I was like, Oh, wait, every restaurant isn't local and, oh, we don't, where are your entrepreneurs and where's your, you know, that is, that is the spirit of the lifeline of our city. And that's just what I love so much is that people can come here. They make their dreams reality. They go from a food truck to a brick and mortar. They launch their passion project. And just to see that come to life is so special. So if it's local, I'm there for it. Um, And that can look, you know, a lot of different ways, depending on the day of the week. Well, not that Austin needed a lot more advertising these days, but that was just a really good (laughs) advertisement for it. So we like to ask all of our um, guests one final question before we come off is what is one thing you do on a daily basis to kind of keep yourself in balance Mm -hmm. or in vibe? Mm -hmm. In vibe. I like that. Well, does a can of whipped cream count? Because that happens on a daily basis. That happens on a daily basis at my house too. I am like a sugar loving fiend. Like any of my best friends know I'm like a walking Willy Wonka candy store. Me too. Yes. I knew I liked you ladies. (laughs) Yes. She comes running like, yes, whipped cream is out. She shares with her dog too. (laughs) Well, good for you for sharing. I'm not over here sharing with anybody. I think, you know, one of the most powerful healing modalities in my life has been uh, connecting with nature. And I mean, that's just getting outside and fresh air. And I think sometimes people overlook the simplicity of these amazing, powerful tools all around us. And 
oftentimes with the private clients that I work with and, and when they're seeking, uh, you know, ideas about things, I'm like, have you been outside today? (laughs) Have you, have you taken your shoes off? Have you just stopped to breathe? And sometimes it's just the slowing down. So I would, I would say it kind of goes back to that in terms of just stopping a million times throughout the day to check in with myself. I mean, I am in a constant conversation with God, with myself, with my angels. And that is, I like to think of it as like not creating a life where we have to try to escape from or find balance, but just that our life is balanced. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes from that constant, like, how, how am I feeling? What is this? Am I rushing through this? Could I slow down? Could I enjoy this more? Like the second I feel rushed, I'm also like a textbook Aquarius. So this makes sense, but like rushing is my least favorite feeling because as soon as we're in a hurry, we've just connected from the present. And like, that's all there is, is just this, this beautiful moment. And so I really love just to slow down sometimes to a glacial pace at the expense of like my friends or people trying to go somewhere. But that is the truth is just slowing down to me can be extremely powerful. And I I mean that in a, a literal sense, like how fast am I moving? Am I even tasting my coffee when I drink it? Am I smelling this candle? Just like really anchoring into the moment. Oh, I love uh, it. That's great. That's well, awesome. I can't wait for our audience out there to be inspired by your energy and to let it all float out there among them. And so thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Well, likewise, this is is such a blessing. And like I said, thank you for the opportunity to be with y'all and just for what you're doing. Cheers, ladies. I love it. Thank you for listening to Invibe Live Conversations. For more information and to join our community, be sure to check out our website at invibelive.com. We look forward to sharing with you.